I'm never ready to start until I hear the beep beep. Beep beep. Okay. Ahem. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 12, Down and Out of District in Beverly Hills. Hey, Mary. What happened this week? Brandon enters Andrea's article into a contest without her permission. To no one's surprise, she wins. Unfortunately, (laughs) part of winning the contest includes a visit to Andrea's home for a profile on the front page of the Times. Which Times? Who knows? (laughs) Andrea begs her grandma Rose to allow the reporter into her home and also to try not to reveal Andrea's dishonesty about living in the school district. The interview does not go well, which spurs an inquiry from the school to confirm Andrea's residence in Beverly Hills. With Kelly, Donna, and Brenda's help, Andrea creates a space that looks like her own in Grandma Rose's living room. Tensions are revealed within Andrea's family involving Grandma Rose's past and her relationship with Andrea's mother. At the Peach Pit, Steve meets a girl named Christine and uh, finds they share a mutual love for Steve's mom and her TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly tries to warn Steve about Christine, but he thinks she's just jealous. Christine lets a... What did I write here? Sorry. (laughs) Christine lets a slightly late limo driver ruin the evening after the REM concert. Steve gets her to make out with him again by suggesting their next date take place at a jewelry store. Christine plans a double date... (laughs) With Dilda cooking dinner together at the Walsh house, Christine refuses um, to help do anything and casually admits to Brenda she's using Steve for gifts and experiences, especially the diamond earrings she thinks Steve is planning to buy her. Spoiler alert, there are no earrings, and Steve confirms that Christine is indeed a spoiled brat and dumps her. The spoiled splut meets his match. (laughs) Christine. Steve. Steve, man. Oh, my God. That one got as good. (laughs) I like that so much better than anything else that happens in this episode. Seriously, that is better than anything (laughs) in this episode. Oh, but really, this episode is terrible. I didn't I I really, like, like, I hope that us talking about it makes me change my mind because, you know, I love Steve and, you know, I love Andrea and, frankly, I love the mom from Big Fat Greek Wedding. Well, I love her as an actress and from but my big fat Greek wedding. Hated her in this. Oh my god, I know. She so, was so bad. Grandma sucks. Totally unrelated to this episode. We have like <laughs> a strong. I know. Um, so we have this little like board at the office where we can put movie quotes and it looks like a uh, marquee from a movie theater where you can like slide mm. the letters in. And so my coworker always puts movie quotes in. And right now it says, what do you mean he don't eat no meat? It's okay. I make lamb. <laughs> That's okay. I make lamb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is her shining moment. She definitely didn't get the part for that movie from this episode. Oh, absolutely not. That's actually, I think that's even the aunt. It's not even this person oh right this right, woman's right. the one that's like it's a bunt oh bunt cake. right 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 yes there's yes, a yes. hole in this cake yeah because the other the one who says the lamb one is the mom and it, she's the aunt this yeah. one's the mom yes right yes wait no the one in this ep- no the one in this episode is the mom and the one who says yes. the lamb thing is yes. the aunt okay yep sure <laughs> i got you i know 
I think. I'll cut this all out if it's wrong. All right. Or don't. Or don't. We haven't yet. Don't fact check me. <laughs> um, yeah. But before we even meet Mr. I mean, God. Mr. Miss <laughs> <laughs> <Ms>. oh. Grandma. <laughs> um, yeah. We open on a going to school naked dream yep. for Andrea, which just useless. So, and also, like, Brandon, Andrea, Brenda have all had dreams as an open, a well, cold open. Andrea has also had the, like, fantasies mid-episode, too. Yes, exactly. Like, it's a thing. I wonder if that writer has written all of these episodes. That would have been something good to research. And something I did, I did not. <laughs> I know. I thought of it now. But I'll, I'll just, like, drop it in later. It'll be, like, a pause right now. They did. <laughs> Can confirm. Yeah, it was... I. Mm, I knew what it was pretty immediately, just because I mean, it was weird. I didn't. I was like, what's going on with Andrea? Why is everyone... Oh, she's naked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did write, like, wouldn't Brandon be, like, staring at her boobs and not her eyes? I mean, that's... Like, everyone had this, like, look <laughs> of horror on their face. And, and they were making eye contact. Yeah. No, I was <laughs> expecting, like, snickering and, like, pointing and not, like, a look of horror. Because the look of horror, I was like, did she, like, dress up for some, like actual like is this yeah. real life is she dressed up as like a clown did she write spirit week on the wrong day of her calendar <laughs> andrea would never <laughs> yeah how dare you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's it's the naked dream and then she like shoots out of bed because mm-hmm. it's really early in the morning and she has to get ready to get on the bus to come all the way to beverly hills from van nuys and da 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 and truthfully this is about when i realized that we have not had an andrea specific episode and I didn't realize how much I wanted one. Oh yeah. Until it happened. Yeah. I mean literally the only thing that's happened with her is when she first explained to Brandon that she lives out of district. Yeah. She's always like the helper for other yeah. people's episodes. Like we find out that she does the teen hotline when mm-hmm. Brenda has her teen hotline thing. We find out that she lives in Van Nuys because of Brandon. We find out that she helps in the like Brother. big brothers, big sisters mm-hmm. Because of Brandon. Yeah, the only thing, like, resembling anything focused on Andrea was the spring dance episode. And she had her little, like, Carrie moment. Or, like, uh, with uh, Creepy Chris. Right. But that's, right. again, because of Brenda. Exactly. Because it's Brenda was involved. Mm-hmm. It's connected to someone else, for sure. Yeah, but I got really excited that we get this Andrea episode. And I was like, I didn't realize I needed it until we had it. Yeah, for sure. And then she walks into the school and it's immediately ruined because Brandon comes up and is like, oh, hey, Andrea. <laughs> I've done something. <laughs> it was I was like, Brandon is already trying to white knight and ruining it. Because he enters her in this contest. Without with, asking. Without asking. He's like, oh, don't worry. I put your grandma's address. God, do you think I'm stupid? But she doesn't live there. Right. You can't just like, I mean, first of all, why isn't a, an address needed? Like, I know it was for that interview or Why whatever. Why wouldn't you put the school's address or something? It, exactly. Like, like, oh, I'm a teenager. I messed up. Right. Oops. Yeah. So. But, like, ugh. I'm almost wishing he put the school's address because then Andrea could have just given the reporter a tour of her office. <laughs> the hallway. Okay, yep. the hallway. <laughs> and this is the science hallway. And if you turn right, it's the math hallway, a.k.a. my office. Yes. Exactly. Um, no, but, like, he just, hmm. I mean, also, he basically, like, reverse psychologies her into doing it. But did you realize, did you happen to hear that the epi- the the article 
that he submitted for her, she went undercover as a lunch lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Undercover boss. (laughs) I was like, of course she went undercover as in the school cafeteria she's old i was gonna say and of course it worked like no one even noticed who it was out (laughs) poor girl oh my god oh yeah but yeah of course she wins very uh creative i guess i just like i feel like they kind of threw that in there of like what would she win about like how did she go undercover at the school cafeteria are they trying to point out that nobody at the school knows andrea or that nobody pays attention to the lunch ladies Ooh. Not even the lunch ladies. Ooh. <laughs> they don't even pay attention to their own coworkers. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was a total throwaway because I almost, I even like. Yeah, I mean, it didn't doesn't even matter because like she was gonna, they were gonna make Andrea win no matter what. So Correct. like it could have been over any type of article. Exactly. But she yeah. went undercover as a lunch lady. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to talk about that and like talk all the way through on that one? I was going to say like my next note is not about the Andrea storyline. So I do feel like I kind of just want to go chunk it out by a character. Yeah. Well, because yeah. So then she realized that she wins and they start talking about how they're going to do an interview at her home. Yeah. Which like is just like, really weird to me. It is weird. Like, why wouldn't they do it at the school? During school hours or during journalism class. And why can she not deny them access? Right. Yeah. It's a privacy thing. It's personal, right? Like, yeah. No, none of it makes any sense. But, like, so they, you know, say they have to do that. And she so freaks out. She freaks out. She has to go to her grandma and be like, look, I know you said I could use your address and that you didn't want to be involved in any of this stuff because you don't like lying. And I totally get that. But I could lose everything if you don't go along with this. Mm-hmm. And like, I got really pissed off that grandma wouldn't go with it. Yeah. I literally wrote, why is she willing to get her expelled, but not willing to tell one lie to a guy she'll never, ever see again? I know. Like, like the expulsion. What's going to happen to her? Yeah. like I mean, we have learned in 2019 that something will happen to you if you lie about your kid to get them into a better school. But... Right. But this is, like, not that. Like, it's not... This, to me, is, like, you're lying about an address so your kid has a better opportunity, but it's still a public school, right? Like, it's Mm -hmm. not privately funded. It's not – the only difference is that you'll get more noticed and more visible at this school for potential college. She still may not even get into these colleges that she's applying to. I know. She's still just a white girl. Exactly. And so – like, the expulsion to me was the big thing. Like, she literally was like, I could get expelled. And her grandma was like, I could, I have to lie. I'm like, no way that those are the same. We're going to have to get into her grandmother's morality and the shit that they wrote into this. Yeah. Because pulling the Holocaust card. Also, she's not old enough. She's not old enough. I looked up the actress. <laughs> but she's also, not old enough. Even if you just do math, like, she looks like a youngish grandma. And, like, like, when you're 18, or not even 18, like, 16, 17, your grandmas typically aren't that old. Yeah, her little board game buddies were a lot older than she was. Exactly. No, that, so that actress was born, I think, in 1945, and this would have happened in, what, 1992? Yeah, so she would have been 50. You were just talking fast math. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She would have, what'd you say again? 92 and 45. Okay, so she would have been like 40, 47. 47. Yeah. 47. That's not old enough to have an 18, 17-year-old granddaughter. Right. And she, like, even if they tried to age her up a little bit, she would have had, I wrote it down because I also did math. And I was like, she would have had to have been at least like 70 to have been alive 
to have been able to escape from a gas chamber. Yeah, because the Holocaust was in the 40s. So, like... Yeah, like, 30s to 40s. For her whole, like, I had to lie to get out of it, she would have had to have been born in the 30s at best. Mm-hmm. So, like, why not just get an actress? And, like... Yeah. The it's idea all that she was born in 45 and then the actress, Gabrielle Carteris, is already 30. <laughs> yeah. I just realized, like, they could be sisters. <laughs> they could be. This is my 17 years older sister than me, but it's still, stranger things have happened. Stranger things, oh, well, and my brother is 10 years older than me, and exactly. that's not weird. Exactly. Oh, oh my God. God. They're truly peers in this scene. <laughs> we are breaking this open. We are cracking the case. We are getting Investigative the journalism at its best. This is way better than anything Brandon Wa- Branford Walsh would ever <laughs> <Brandford>. do. <laughs> I'm going to rebrand this podcast instead of as a TV and film review. We're moving into the investigative journalism it's true podcast. Crime. <laughs> It's true crime, guys. <laughs> oh. But yeah, Branford. Branford Walsh. Goes with Andrea to Grandma's house and starts commenting on how no one's going to believe that she lives there because of the decor in the house. Yeah, that was weird. That's so stupid. It's I'm not like, her house. Yeah. Like, I don't get to decide how my mom decorates her house. Exactly. Yeah. I barely get to decide how I decorate my own house. I don't even decorate my own house. <laughs> Things are just there. <laughs> no, I have like put stuff out and John was like, I think this will look better in the bedroom. <laughs> Locked away. Yeah. Nate's like, why did you buy that? I hate things. <laughs> I mean, truly, to be fair, John has better taste than me. Like that little like paint or not painting the like string thing of the moose. Oh, I love that thing. That was John. Oh, I, I really like that. Yeah. I don't think you guys have seen my bathroom, but we have like a painting, like a canvas painting of a puppy. A puppy. Aww. It's adorable, but Nate picked it out and I was super proud. <laughs> <laughs> it's like John does everything. Like we're looking at having that wall actually taken out and turning our uh, kitchen into an island instead mm-hmm. of a peninsula. Mm-hmm. All John. I mean. I was like, I mean, knows? if you have better taste than me, I'm going to let you do this. Right. Exactly. Go for it. I already told my mom, like when we remodel, whenever we do, like. I will pay you to come up and help me. And she's like, oh, but I love doing that. I'll do that for free. And I'm like, you said it. <laughs> like, gotcha. <laughs> like, I got that recorded. Exactly. It's on tape. You have to do it now. Um, but yeah, no, Branford, Branford being like, like, why would she have anything to do with the decor? Also, is this a one-bedroom house? I think so. Yeah, it's like okay. a little condo. Yeah. It's kind of what it looked like, but I was having trouble being like, okay, she's on this couch. It's not a pullout, which like, they could have lied about that easily. Grandma mm-hmm. being like, no, it's not a pullout. Right. Like, or they could have just said, yes, it's a pullout, but there's also a bedroom. Like, like we're not going to pull out the couch to show you. Like, yeah. Why are you asking this question? But that's a strange. Like, it seemed very, what the writers were trying to do was make it like, pointed like yeah they were trying to be very straight up of like well a teenage girl couldn't live in this house because it's decorated like an old lady would do it and you don't know if it's a pull-out couch or not clearly these people haven't seen my parents house (laughs) (laughs) like they hid very well that a child lived there like (laughs) all of my stuff like had to be in my room Mm -hmm. or in the basement i feel like that's what everyone's parents did because so did mine yeah yeah. Like, yeah. my shit was not out. Like, your teenager doesn't have a say over how you decorate your living room. Your mm-hmm. teenager gets their bedroom, and maybe they get to decide the color. Like, I did not get to decide the color of my room. I said green, and I got, like, aquamarine. Yeah, I got to choose my color once I was, like, 17. Like, 
I didn't get to choose it off the bat. It was whatever it was, it was. I got to choose the quote-unquote color, but then my mom is the one that went and chose the paint and, like, did the stuff. And frankly, it worked out because, like, when I was little, I chose pink. And so my mom did pink, and then she, like, hand-drew hearts in, like, rainbow colors all around the trim of my bedroom. That's cute. I know. And then I had, like, sparkle walls at one point because I really liked sparkles and I wanted purple sparkle walls. And then I said green, and I got not green. And then I was like, God, Mom, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. After Slam years store. of giving me everything I wanted. <laughs> yeah. But, like, no, I didn't get to be like, I think our living room needs a dirty dancing poster. Mm-hmm. Who does? I had a lot of And issues. especially if it is a small house. Yeah. And so now there's, like, a house. Like, after that report, they get the results. Wasn't the principal got the report, uh, results back or whatever from the I think initial so. report? Because I remember like Andre getting really freaked out about it because they were mm-hmm. going to have to do some sort of investigation with the district. And that's when she tells Brandon and he feels so terrible about what he did, which he kind of should. And totally. Then, yeah, he was like, is there anything I can do? And she's like, well, you can help me move all my like, stuff. Mm, sorry, I got something better to do. Yeah, I got to go dune bugging. I was like, fuck you, Brandon. Get over yourself. <sighs> so annoying. And then, did you see how he grabs her to hug her because she's freaking out? And he's, like, <laughs> behind the <laughs> yeah. neck and just, like, ugh. Yeah, it was, like, um, that a was wrestling like, move. And see, I saw it as, like, very intimate. Like, he oh, got, yeah. like, I... Well, it is intimate. Like, no one touches my neck unless I, like, want them to. Yeah, I think the only person that touches my neck like that is John. Right. And, like, cool. That's how I want it. Yeah, like, Nate doesn't even like his neck being touched, period, so... Well, yeah, he just was like, mm, hello. Yeah. Just, mm. Well, and he like bent down. It's like he bent down to like get on her he, level like, like a child. Her. And then was like, Nick, we are one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like holding her like a baby. Yeah. Like, hello. Let me support the head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't like, even really fully understand why there's an investigation. Like, how did it go from, like, why does it matter? And, like, how did it go from I'm just visiting your house to, like, there's a full-blown investigation? Well, and how does, like, her winning – I don't even remember what the – did the contest give her, like, a scholarship or do anything? Who knows? Did no. They, yeah, they didn't mention any of that. Like, you just win, like, And a then that person sending the principal a letter being, like, I don't think this person lives in your district, launching a full investigation yeah. to ruin this girl's life. Like, what is this? this also, isn't, this isn't the same principal – it isn't. Wasn't the other one a guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't even this realize. This is Mrs. Teasley. So I don't know if she's like a vice principal or what. So she kind of reminds me of the uh, the person who did the twin the study. Test. Yeah. The, she looks study. a lot like her, but I looked and it's not the same person, but they sound very similar. I could see that now that you say it. And once Brandon said Mrs. Teasley, I like had a memory like hit me and I was like, <laughs> I think this is going to be the existing principle, like, from this point forward. Oh, that's interesting. Because I, I didn't even look. heard Mrs. Teasley, and unless there is a Mrs. Teasley in another show or something, and I'm just having a bad memory, but I just, like, something clicked, and I was like, that sounds right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that could be, I mean, I feel like Mrs. Teasley is a really good name for a show, mm-hmm. so maybe it's from other shows, but could I could be. also see, like... Like, they didn't meet the – they met the principal once mm-hmm. last season, right? Like, when they first started in the yeah. pilot and, like, no act – very few actors that are, like, that tangential mm-hmm. make it out of the pilot anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think this is, like, the principal. Mm-hmm. But, like, not even – it's not even that 
Brandon won't help her move. Mm -hmm. Her parents don't drive her over to her grandma's house. Like, nobody else really shows up to help her move until later when all of the girls are talking to her and are like, oh, well, we can help you decorate the house. In the weirdest little... I hated it. I was like, this 1920s, like... Like, no. All of that was stupid. And the camera work was horrible. Like, it looks... It looked bad. Well, and then they took a bunch of pins and put holes in the wall for Mm -hmm. this, like, very short farce. Mm -hmm. Like, my grandma would have been furious. Oh, same. My mom was furious when I put holes in my wall, and that was my room. Yeah. That wasn't even a pretend. I had a lot of posters and things in my room. Oh, yeah. I didn't like my aquamarine, so I covered every single wall. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the gesture, but for as much as this show is known for, like, weirdly filling time like with the super <laughs> long intros and the like i don't know they just have these weird scenes that take forever well, like the unnecessary stuff like we didn't need that whole thing at the beginning with her having the dream exactly like, yeah. the whole point of that like a minute and a half scene was just to show her waking up and being like oh it's still dark outside and i have to go to school right and then we get the comment later after she moves in where she says i moved 10 miles closer to school and i get a late slip mm-hmm no, none of it worked, except when they put up the Dirty Dancing poster. Yeah, that was nice. And I did love the gesture, because it's like, when everyone else fail, fails you, your girlfriend should help. My favorite part about it is that it was Kelly who initially offered Yeah. Like, that was sweet, and I love her. So, yeah. I don't have any notes on it, and I really hope I'm not making this up. And if I did, I'll cut it out later. Um... But I feel like at some point Donna was asking her why it was such a big deal for her to go to this school versus the one that she's in district for. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that that was the conversation that led to other things of her being like, well, you, yeah, you guys don't think about it because you don't have to. Like, mm-hmm. the school that I would have gone to doesn't even have enough money to have a journalism program. Right. Like, they can't put out a paper. And I think that was really important just to show perspective because, like, on like none of these like none of Donna or Kelly or Brenda or any of the other folks at the school ever have any malintention toward that question or like they're not asking because they're like well why are you complaining like blah 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 Andrea is also coming at it from a well no you just you guys just don't see it because not because you're you know um shallow or ungrateful or whatever it's just because you purely don't have to think about it and this is something that's a struggle for me that's not a struggle for you no I think this show actually does a really good job of talking about like ignorance as a result of privilege yeah for sure and it's so strange what they do a good job with and what they do a horrible job with. Well, and that's the thing is, like, I say that out loud, and we've had this episode several times of the whole ignorance as a result of privilege. Mm-hmm. And, like, they did a horrible job every time they had to talk about race with it. Yeah. But if you have to talk about wealth with it. Yeah. It's like the wealth better. and status is pretty good. The race and sex, not so much. Not oh not God. so good. Not, not chucking that one up in the wind column there. Yeah. But, Ugh. yeah, this was nice. And, and it was nice to see that the, um, like, Donna and everyone was like, oh, I didn't see it that way. Like, I didn't even think about that. And then, yeah, they go and they help her mm-hmm. decorate and, like, move the couch behind the piano so her face gets privacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
the words you just said are words, but the sentence structure, I was just, I had to think about it for a minute because they're not words that normally go next to each other. But like, that's what happened, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. (laughs) Yeah, because then they take over the piano and they put the picture of Andrea and her mom on top of Mm -hmm. it. And they're like, oh, is that what your mom looks like? And Andrea's like, don't look at that. My grandma doesn't like her. Yeah, which we also never really get that story either. There is no resolution to (laughs) that story. Like, why doesn't... And like, yeah, they're like, the Holocaust, Mm -hmm. angry, Nazis. But I'm not going to tell you why I don't like your mother. Right. And not going to tell you why I don't lie this one little white lie to a man I'm never going to see. Well, and that's the thing is like it feels like they put too much weight on something just to say like, did I tell you I'm Jewish? Did I tell you that I can yeah. – which what makes me angry is that there is no way that the Holocaust stuff fits into the rest of the story and they just put it in there and it feels very insensitive just to have it there for yeah. the sake of having it there of like I won't lie to this man because I had to lie to save my life. It's like that's not a – like it was a tough look for Andrea because she's like, I would think that with your past you would understand what I need, and I'm like, like Andrea, you cannot compare this situation to the Holocaust, <laughs> which but is the, so like, true. So much of it was really disingenuous, though. Like I get that, I totally get that, but yeah, it just like it fell really flat for me. Of like, you're saying it to say it, but it doesn't make sense in this situation. Like, it sounds like a grandma being like, well, you don't understand. I had to walk six miles in the snow, uphill, back and forth, except instead of saying that, she's saying, I almost died in a gas chamber. Like, literally because of, like, a literal world war. Yeah, like, it just, I don't know. It felt like they were putting too much on it and, like, going too far and, like, I don't know. It mm-hmm. it didn't work for me. It was a mess. It was like all grandma. a mess. It was so bad. And then, like... The next woman comes out and Andrea is like, you know, pre-writing her resignation letter on that horrible word processor. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I forget how old the show is sometimes. Yeah, that was old. And then like I saw that. <laughs> also, I saw it and I was like, oh, dark mode. Uh, yeah. It was more <laughs> of like, and also, do you remember in, was it Big? Um, where he has to like go on the computer and like play that game and it's like, um, click or type y or n for yes or no to move forward do you know what i'm talking about it's like there's like a video i mean game. i know those types yeah. of games i don't that's know. what it made me think of not like oh this is like word it made me think <laughs> of um did y'all ever see the movie war games with matthew broderick no so that's when john showed it to me a couple of years ago and it's like it's one of those types of games where you like type into the program to like move progress the game forward right, and you're right. playing against a computer and this kid like I've only seen it once so I'm probably butchering this but he like tries to hack into something while playing the game and then the game starts playing within like the military and trying to start like missile launches to start a war what? and like all this stuff and then Matthew Broderick has to go into like NASA or something like the only way to beat this is to beat the game oh my gosh <laughs> yeah it's a thing that's funny. But, like, that's what this made me think of, of yeah. her, like, very slowly typing on the big keyboard of, like, I regret to inform you of my <laughs> resignation. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the old computers that would beep every time you hit a key on the keyboard. Yeah. It's, like, beep, beep, beep. It's, like, ugh. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> how so, far like, we've come. I know. Everything now. We are actually talking on Friday at work of, like, how two people in the department have loud keyboards and, like, mm. angry type. And yeah. everybody else has, like... 
the like really sleek Apple keyboards that like you would have to like bang it against a mm-hmm. wall to make noise. Yeah. Nate bought a new keyboard for like our desktop here, like not too long ago. And it literally like when you type, it's like a typewriter. It's like, mechanical one. Yeah, it is. And it's kind of cool. Like I do like it. But then, like, I needed um, a second screen when I was working from home, so I, like, plugged up my laptop to it. And when I was using it and I was, like, getting in the groove and, like, going fast because I was typing an email, it was like, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, firing missiles or something. Or, like, literally, like, hurting someone. Even using this laptop, because my work laptop is so much newer and, like, so much quieter, this one, I'm just like, oh, it's so terrible. Well, I'm like, man, like, so quiet in here. Clack, clack. Like, jeez. One thing I wanted to note, when Andrea and Grandma got in that fight, like, right after, like, that was, like, their big complication moment, she calls her Andrea. I noticed. Andrea, wait. She does it a couple times. Yes. She did it at the beginning of the episode, too, when she's like, Andrea, I didn't know you were going to be here. It's like, you don't even know her name. Well, and that, like, it goes back to that whole thing from the Slumber Party episode where she's like, I just go by Andrea. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone else knows you're Andrea, but the school people. Ugh. So I wonder if we went back to the beginning of season one mm-hmm. when they were mixing up Andrea and Andrea, who calls her Andrea and who calls her Andrea? Mm. Well, we're, like, never going to know our family, though, like, her other family members, I don't think, so. I hope so. I got really I excited when, like... They were like, and featuring da-da-da-da-da as blah-blah-blah Zuckerman. I was like, oh, are we going to see family members? Are we going to get an experience outside of just, like, Andrea kind of just shows up and then disappears to Van Nuys later? Nope. (laughs) Nope. I also, like, the more we talk, the more I find plot holes in the Andrea thing. Like, Mm -hmm. how, how does she work at the teen hotline late at night and then somehow get herself back to Van Nuys? Do buses run that late? I would imagine so. That I mean, they'd have to, but you're. But if you think about it, she'd probably get like an hour max to do her homework at night. When does she do her homework on the bus? I guess. And yet somehow she's got this amazing GPA. Exactly. And she runs the newspaper. When does she sleep? Teenagers need sleep. They're growing people. Andrea, let us know. Get some sleep. <laughs> you need tell it. us your secret. Yeah, that too. Um, She's going to be like, I do yoga in my free time. Yeah. I actually only sleep four hours a day, but I really like ginseng. You know what? I meditate. I don't actually need sleep. <laughs> Are you an elf? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Prediction number five. Whatever Andrea we're on. is an elf. That's why we never see her ears. <laughs> exactly. Why her wisdom score is so high. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so true. But yeah, really the last, like, I mean, there's like resolution. I like, mean, so yeah, she gets home and her, the investigator is at her grandma's house and her grandma's been talking to her and Andrea's like ready to lose everything and the investigator's just like, no, you're good to go. And she walks out the door. And then Andrea's like, well, I'm going to go 10 out of 10 for this one. So let me call my mom and force you to talk to her. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm watching this whole scene and I'm just like, there's a flower pot inside the fireplace. Of course there is. That's such like an old house (laughs) thing to do. It, was it in, because I didn't notice it, was it in, like, one of the, like... It was in one of those, like, really tall ones mm-hmm. inside the fireplace, and I'm sure they were fake flowers. Of course they were. Why wouldn't they be? 
Yeah, because no one can see you have a fireplace. Well, it's like, like I'm not going to use this anyway, so I'm just going to stick some tulips in there. Yeah, I don't understand that part. Mm-mm. And I mean, that's basically it. There's a little more with Andrea, but I don't want to talk about it yeah, until that's fine. we get to the Steve stuff. Well, and like really the last, last part is basically Andrea calling her mom and like giving the phone to grandma and being like, here, make up. And they do. And yeah, and she just takes the phone and is like, oh, hello, Hello, Beverly, Beverly. I don't know, whatever her name well, was. You know, my arthritis flaring up. All of my health problems. Yeah. How you doing, honey? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, her accent was something. So bad. I mean, <laughs> uh, I guess. Andrea. This whole time she was on Wafers. screen. Like, I wanted her to be Miss Patty from Kilmore Girls. Oh my God, that would have been so good. I like that. I do love Miss Patty. I Ms. love Gilmore Babbitt, Girls. Miss Patty. Babette. Miss Patty. Anyway. You should know the difference between Babette and Miss Patty. No, that's a line in the thing. Because uh, she, Lauren, uh, Lauren, Lorelai thinks that Babette and Miss Patty uh, overhear the fact that Luke and Lorelai had sex, spoiler alert, and <laughs> they, and Luke's like, well, maybe, maybe they didn't hear you. And she's like, Babette, Miss Patty. And he's like, okay, well, well, maybe they were distracted, Babette, Miss Patty. And it's just like a little banter thing about like how they definitely would have heard. And why has it not caught on? Nosy bitches. Exactly. <laughs> They're the town gossips. Honestly, I feel like that is my dream of like... Being a town if, gossip? <laughs> well, if I didn't have the life that I currently have, and I love my life, I would never say anything. But like, if I didn't have that, my next backup would be yeah to move to this like small town outside of boston or something and yeah be the town gossip mm-hmm. just like single old bitty with her other single old bitty friend and just be like who's sleeping with who i could do that you could right? still be babette she had a husband yeah i could be and and a kitten yeah um cinnamon and then it died but it's okay because wow. she got she got another one downer i didn't one. know it died, it died in like episode five there's literally an episode called Cinnamon's Wake. So I guess <laughs> I guess the better question here is why aren't we doing uh, Back to Stars Hollow? Uh, I mean, y'all better be ready if we do because well, I can talk for hours. <laughs> say, we're going to be like 50 by the time we get through our list of episodes Seriously, that we want to talk about. Yeah, because it would technically, if we go with our format, it would either be Back to Stars Hollow High, which is the name, or Back to Chilton, or Back to Yale. Well, it would have to be back to Stars Hollow so we could talk about Stars Hollow High, Chilton, and Yale. Yeah. Yale. Yale. <laughs> Why did you drop out of Yale? This isn't you. <laughs> it's my favorite part of Milo the Milo Ventimiglia. Call it. But Ventimiglia. Seriously, though. Like, call us. Who, yeah. If he could sit right here, oh, yeah. Oh, he wouldn't be sitting there. He'd be sitting over no, here. No, 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 no. He'd be sitting here. Bed's more comfortable, <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> anyway, so part or other part parts. Two. Yeah. Also in this episode. Yeah. Steve Steven. finally gets a girl. Steven. Steven. Yeah, yeah. He just like, what? He shows up at the peach pit mm-hmm. to just hang yeah, by himself. Hang by the jukebox. Yeah. Needs to get himself some uh, loose change mm-hmm. from Brando. Mm-hmm. Or Branford, I'm Branford. sorry. Branford. 
And then Christine is sitting there waiting for a date, which, like, I guess is a real thing. And, like, maybe that guy realized how terrible she was and just stood her up. Yeah, it's funny. She, like, asked Nat for messages, like, if she had any messages. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I guess guess that that would happen. (laughs) Because, yeah, in 1992, you don't have a cell phone. If you tell someone that, like, oh, we're going to have a date at the Peach Pit and then you're running late, you Mm -hmm. call the Peach Pit and say, hey, if a girl starts asking for me... I'm blah, running blah, blah, late, blah. but I'm still coming or whatever it is. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's so crazy that you know, leave a message with a that. restaurant. But I guess that happened in a lot of like 80s and 90s stuff where like people in restaurants would come be like, excuse me, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. There's mm-hmm. a message for you at the front or there's mm-hmm. a call for yeah. you. Yeah. Which like that doesn't happen. I never go to like Chili's and like, <laughs> excuse me, my name is Ariel. If anyone calls for me, I will be at table 52. Yeah. I mean, I just don't go to Chili's. But to your point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hold on. Speaking of chilies, let me ask you if you would drink this or not. (laughs) Okay. Pumpkin spice margarita. Mm. I'm just trying to imagine what pumpkin and tequila tastes like. I would try it. I'd try it. Would I buy it? Mm, Okay, so what if the margarita was the $5 margarita of the month? So it's $5 for that margarita. It's worth it. Yeah, I'd I'd probably do it. Okay. That might be the margarita next month. <laughs> so I guess we're going to Chili's is what you're saying. <laughs> all it's the restaurants. My house. <laughs> all the restaurant options in Atlanta and we're going to Chili's. <laughs> okay. But seriously, I have not eaten at a Chili's since I worked at Chili's however long ago mm-hmm. that's been. But one of my coworkers told me that like last year he went to a Chili's and like somewhere else. Like, I think he said North Carolina or something. And they had this pumpkin spice margarita. And he was like, you'd think it'd be stupid. <laughs> but it's not. I mean, I again, the pumpkin and, and the tequila is just what I can't quite. But the thing is, if you have really good liquor, it doesn't, like, have but some weird aftertaste. <laughs> and it's the $5 one. Yeah. Can we, I mean, like, upgrade it to a better tequila? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I, just in case. Can you make your El Presidente, but as the pumpkin, the pumpkin spice. spice? Exactly, totally. No, I don't know. I He told me about it, and I was like, I mean, I want to say no, but now that I have chilies on the brain, I kind of want a quesadilla explosion salad. Oh, oh I want it so bad. Mm. I kind of want to eat all of my daily calories and then some in one <laughs> sitting. Yeah. <laughs> and in one meal. I know. Oh How else God. do you be healthy? <laughs> How <laughs> else chilies. do you eat? Yeah. It's okay. Well, I'll take on, um, what is it called? Intermittent fasting for a day. Oh, so my boss started doing that. Don't do it. She gets, because she already gets hangry if she hasn't had lunch in a while or something. Then she does the intermittent, intermittent fasting and is just angry all the time. And see, I feel like if you did intermittent fasting and you get hangry, which I know I do, I feel like your time for eating has to be... Like, in the morning before you go to work. Exactly. Or, like, while you're at work or something. Well, and my boss, like, lives in coming and commutes in every day and has three kids so that she has to get out the door. So she has to cram her eating in at, like, 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. before Absolutely she leaves. Absolutely not. I yeah. would be like, my eating happens at my desk. Exactly. And so she can't get to work any earlier than she does because of her kids and because her commute is already, like, an hour 15 every morning. At least. That's That's, just too long. That's awful. Sometimes it's two hours. I don't know how she does it. My commute is 
10 minutes? Yeah, mine's 20. Mine's five. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't all be you, Mary. Well, live closer to work. What can <laughs> I tell you? <laughs> I mean, it is a priority, right? Like, no, I totally get it. I mean, like, I've made mine as short as I can possibly make yeah, it without. Same. Like working in the building something. that I work. Yeah, and like forfeiting like, like something else, like a bad job or mm. whatever. But anyway, but yeah, um, pumpkin spice margaritas. <laughs> yeah, which you cannot order at the Peach Pit, as far as I know. But that's where but we I are right now. But I bet you can order pumpkin pie. <laughs> oh, you totally could. I bet Nat's pumpkin pie is good too. I'd eat Nat's pumpkin pie. Yeah, that sounds that dirty. Too. That does sound dirty. It <laughs> <laughs> does sound dirty. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like. Even when Christine asks if anyone's left any messages for her, and Nat's like, trust me, I would know if anyone left any messages for a pretty girl like you or right. whatever. Right. Um, and so she goes to the jukebox. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm going to give him one more song, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go. And she goes to the jukebox where Steve is trying to pick out a song. Mm-hmm. And what does he say? Because he says it later. He's like, um, are you gonna buy or are you just window shopping or yeah something, something like, like that or he she says that and he she says, says that and then he says it later and i was like that's kind of cute that's like a good that's a good line. like sandwich that's yeah, a good yeah, like yeah. open and closing that part of steve's life yeah and i liked that it was just like an icebreaker yeah but then so he picks a song which is like some bullshit made up fake music mm-hmm. but what was actually supposed to be radio song by rem oh Oh, that would oh, make so yeah, much more right? sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would um, made, yeah. That would tie into oh, their date perfectly. Man, I know. Once I saw all of the music, I was like, come on. Like, I missed all of it until I got to the end of the episode and I looked up what songs should have been mm-hmm. in the episodes. And I actually meant to look it up. I didn't. There's like an Instagram or a Facebook or a YouTube channel or something that like quote unquote remasters Beverly Hills 90210 scenes huh. with the original music. Oh, interesting. And they're like actually kind of like, I don't know if they're doing it in order or if I'm just seeing them in this order, but they're kind of on level with the pace that we're looking through episodes. Oh, cool. Because they've like just done some that we recently watched. Like they just did like Hello Day or something. Mm-hmm. No, that would have made so much more sense. Yeah. I just wonder, I mean, I know we've talked about this before on here and like, it's definitely the licensing thing. I just find it very weird. Like, because it's so much. It's not just one thing. It well, seems like every episode. You would think that they would put some effort into this because, like, this changes the entire episode if she's not playing R.E.M. Yeah. Because Steve's like, oh, that's a really good song, but it's, like, 1950s diner music. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I mean, I guess Steve is saying that because he wants to date her, but then he gives her the R.E.M. tickets later, and you're like... That's random. How do you know that was her favorite band? They've been yeah. together a week. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it would have been totally, absolutely, 100% different had this just been a random episode and just had music in the background. But because it was so pointed to be playing music on the jukebox and then they freaking go to the concert, it's like, yeah, this makes no sense. Like, yeah. what, where's the REM connection? Yeah. yeah. No idea. There's mm-hmm. nothing there. Also, but- shout out to Athens, Georgia, because that's where REM started. Oh. Look at Side that, note. tying it back in. Fun fact. Um, but they do have a connection that we get to hear about even when they take out the music because yeah. she says that she has to get home to try and <laughs> see the Hartley House reruns because she never misses an episode and she loves da 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 mm-hmm. And so Steve's like, oh, I love that show too, and invites her not just back to his house but into his bedroom onto his bed. 
which is like presumptuous as hell. And they watch the show together. And I don't know about you guys, but I find this very creepy because like Steve is obsessed with his mom's show. Well, and then like she's obsessed with the mom show and she's talking about how his mom decorates the house and all this stuff like literally in my notes the next thing is is she gonna be a stalker yeah yeah, and steve's gonna miss it because (laughs) steve's also kind of a stalker also like yes totally because like i wrote is she a creepy fan and then all of a sudden i got panicked for some reason i had like a mild like oh my god wait, wait 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 because it felt wrong because a steve was just like all about making out with her and she was like i love this show i'm like Wait a minute. Is she his sister? <gasps> I thought for a second, like, she could have been an adoptive sister that he doesn't know. And then we'd finally get the Steve adoption arc to come back. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got very panicky for a minute. That like, would have been no, 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 so no, no, no. good. I, like, I mean, fast. it would have been super creepy. And I wouldn't have liked it with him, like, oh, I'm going to just, like, lean over here. And, oh, right? is that your neck? Uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, literally in my mind, as soon as I thought that, I was, like, got Jane the Virgin narrator in my head. And I was, like... <laughs> But this is not a telenovela. (laughs) (laughs) Yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, I got a little creeped out by Steve. I'll be honest, because he's just so aggressive. I mean, the thing is, like... (sighs) And she's like, I don't usually do this on first dates. And I'm like, Steve's being much. He's a little too much. He's so desperate to get laid. He's so desperate to get laid. And he's he's desperate for a girlfriend, which is what he wants. Because he's like, oh, "Oh, let's come over and watch The Heart. Like, I think this, this scene would have had a completely different, like, feel to it if they had been on a couch versus in a bed. Totally. Like, him leaning over for a kiss on a couch feels way different to me because it's, like, in a living room. It's, like, it's more a innocent. little more open mm-hmm. and, like, mom could walk in at any second. Like, mm-hmm. you're not exactly, like, about to go for it. Totally. Yeah, 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 totally. Because then the scenario is, like, okay, we're on a bed. There could be sex coming. Yeah, because he is being pretty aggressive on mm-hmm. there. I do think, though... Like, and maybe this is just because I love Steve. If she had said no, he would have stopped. Oh, yeah, I do too. And yeah, I'll be clear on that. Like, I don't think it would have gotten out of hand without. But yeah, no, he is being like, I'm going for it. Yes. And like, you will be the one to pump the brakes. I am not pumping the brakes. Exactly. Totally. For sure. But Um, she didn't. She didn't pump the brakes as far as we know. Like, they made out. Well, yeah, because then, you know, we realize that Christine is quote unquote into Steve. Mm hmm. Because then we see them again at the Peach Pit. Is that the next time we see them? Um, the next thing, I, yeah, because that's mm-hmm. when he gives her the REM tickets mm-hmm. and says happy anniversary and she freaks out about it and Kelly is just like, bleh. Yeah, this Kelly's is like, stupid. Yeah. I hate everything. She's the worst. Steve is dumb. Yeah, I was and like, is like, Kelly jealous? Oh, Kelly's so <laughs> jealous. And I don't even think it's in a romantic way. I think it's just the attention. I mean, I could see it, yeah, definitely being the attention. I kind of want it to be romantic. I wouldn't be mad about it. I know, right? Yeah. Like, I would not be mad about Steve and Kelly getting back together. I would just you, still... Steli? Steve? Steli. Steli. <laughs> I don't like it, and now I'm immediately against it just because they don't Steli. have a good hashtag. But, like, I wouldn't be opposed to Kelly being jealous of that and them dating because Steve needs a good girlfriend. Well, and... It's always been clear throughout the show, A, because of their chemistry, especially with their banter. I know. They're so good. That they had a solid relationship. And there's a reason they're not together, but they also very, it's very apparent that they both very much still care about one another. Oh, absolutely. It just, 
I don't know. I just feel like if it was such a bad breakup, they wouldn't be friends at all. Yeah. Because like, it's high school. Yeah. I mean, if there's, I don't know, maybe it's because like if you date someone you're 14 or 15 and then you have to be at high school with them for X amount of more years, like you can't really get away from them. But you don't have to be in their friend group. I guess that's fair. I didn't date anyone that went to my high school. I did. And then I didn't have them as friends. I only had one person that stayed my friend, but he's not my friend today. So. Yeah. I mean, that makes, I mean, it makes sense. Like, yeah. I would not be friends with someone after that. Like, I'm not changes. friends with anyone. I, and I think it's just because the maturity level of teenagers in that time period is so low. You just can't see the forest through the trees. Like, you're just, like, well, yeah, we broke up. Why would I keep talking to you? And you oh, don't yeah. realize, okay, we broke up. We're not good together, but we can still be friends. Which, I don't know, maybe that kind of points to, like, the maturity level that you're supposed to expect out of all of the kids on this show. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, given the storylines that they go through, like, Steve already has a gold digger girlfriend spoiler alert <laughs> for, like, the next 20 minutes of this episode. Yeah. Um, like, how often do you have a gold digger in high school at True. 16? Because, yeah, he gives her the REM tickets and rents a limo and takes her and they like cut the line and David went to the REM show by himself. <laughs> Creepy. I know he's like, Steve, how come you get to cut the line? Yeah. I also just like real quick before the concert when Kelly and Steve, like their banter goes poorly and it's like just mean. And Kelly's like, you're going to get what you paid for. And I'm like, what does Kelly know? It's never revealed what Kelly knows. Cause clearly they're trying to say like, you're with the wrong girl, but you're not going to listen to me because she likes you. Mm. And so I'm like, why didn't Kelly just say she's like a gold digger? Well, and that was the thing is, you know, later when Brenda catches onto it, which is like basically the first time we see Brenda in the episode, mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good way of like, you know, Brenda's the one that's supposed to be so intuitive. Yeah, and like for the, sure. Basically the first time, like... I think it's the second scene that she's in Mm -hmm. because the first scene is them talking about the date. The second scene is them in the date. Mm -hmm. And she's already just like, oh, you're trying to pretty woman him, Mm -hmm. except you're not Julia Roberts. And there's not going to be a love, like a romantic thing at the end of this. You're just in it for the money. Right. And and Steve should have known it was like red flaggy when in the limo on the like when they were leaving, she says, I love you. Well, and yeah, no, I wrote, I love you. It's been two weeks in all caps. But even then when like the limo driver has to pull around and is a little bit late picking them up. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, you're, you know, picking them up from a concert in LA. Of course, you're going to be a little bit late. You're not going to be on the dot. And she's like, well, don't give him a tip. Well, and it's possible they got that he got there early, but could, wasn't allowed to just sit so there. So circle, circle the block. Yeah, yeah for sure. like get over yourself. Someone bought you a limo. Yeah, for a concert. And then, yeah, David snuck backstage and got <laughs> autographs. And she was Which, just like, excuse me, you didn't sneak me backstage? But that tracks so well for David. Oh, I know. <laughs> that he just like inserted himself. He just somehow stumbled backstage. Psychopaths are weirdly personable. Well, yeah, charismatic or like can get their way or persuasive or whatever. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I believe it. But David, sometimes I'm like, you're not persuasive. Or oh, no. Like, this is all happening in off screensville. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you need to understand yes. that this is what happens with exactly. David. Also, does she have a weird scar on her mouth? Yeah. It's like right uh, at like the corner of her mouth. Yeah. I didn't notice it until she was talking to Brenda. Exactly. I didn't either. And then I'm like, is that a dimple or a scar? A scar? Yeah. I couldn't tell if it was just like an indention or if it was like an actual. Yeah, it's definitely a scar, and I couldn't look away from it. And, like, 
the thing was, every time I was looking at it, all I could think of was like, Dylan has a really cute scar on his eyebrow. And this isn't that same scar. Like, this isn't as yeah. cute. It was more distracting. It was, I was going to say, it was not noticeable, but then mm-hmm. once I noticed it, it couldn't go away, which mm-hmm. is, you know, similar to what happens with Dylan and his eyebrow. But in that case, I'm just like, huh. Yeah, it's like you swoon over it. This one, you're like, what happened to you? And maybe in this case, it's like, well, you're a bitch, so I'm just going to look at your flaws. <laughs> sure, like, yeah. you're a terrible person. Right. Because, yeah, she, like, she's all pissy in the back of the limo, and then he's like, oh, well, let's go to a jewelry store. And she's like, I love you. And that's when he does this thing of, like, now we just need to decide whether your jewelry is going to go on the wrist, kiss. Ugh. On the ears, kiss. On the neck, lay down and shut the little divider thing. You're making that face, <laughs> but it's because you don't like Steve. No, I don't mind Steve. I just don't. He's so aggressive, and, like, I just knew this was a bad situation. So I'm, I'm making the face because it's, like, I know he's going to get hurt, and, like, he was just so into it. I'm like, no, Steve, back out, back out, I mean, back that's out. the thing. Like, I think if it had been, like, a fully consenting relationship, mm-hmm. because, like, she's – it's not saying that she's not consenting, but she's consenting right. because she thinks she's going to get stuff out of it. Right. It's right? not genuine. And he is, like, fully into it. Like, I think yes. if it was him and, say, like, you know, we backtracked two years and he's in this relationship with Kelly for a year and they actually are into each other – and he does the like, oh, I'd like to buy you a bracelet. Should I put it here? Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'll buy you earrings. I'll do it right here. Yeah. Like then it'd be cute. Yeah. Then I'd be <laughs> totally into it. Like if somebody was like, I'm gonna buy you a necklace, and then kisses my neck, I'd be like, oh my god. And then I'd, I'd like, be like, please, <laughs> actually, don't buy me that because I don't wear jewelry, and then I'm gonna lose it. Yeah. <laughs> but you can you can kiss me again. Yeah. Yeah. Keep 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 pretending like you're gonna get me a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing about that scene is the partition is open. While Christine is just going on and on about how stupid the driver is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. I I was like, you waited till now to close that? Like, he heard everything. I know. That guy is probably sitting up there being like, all right, well, I am going to pick up this console phone, and I am going to dial my best friend and blah, 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 and I'm going to charge you the long distance to bitch about you. And And I wouldn't blame him. I just got a flat tire. This could take hours. Like, and would, then just like go into McDonald's and get a coffee. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, the guy's coming. Their their tow truck's coming. But mm, I'm gonna go to McDonald's. Not yeah, gonna spend like, your money. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Screw her. Exactly. Um. Okay. So after this scene is when they have the scene where all of them are sitting and they like, you know, we're talking to Andrea about their stuff and Brenda mm-hmm. makes the comment about the double date and all of that and da 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 da. But did y'all notice? Donna sitting on Brandon's lap and then his hand on like her lower back. Yes. Why? Why do they keep doing this? It's I like don't... they're trying to pair. Uh... I really think they were trying to test out this relationship I and almost... see if they could force it. I almost said Brana. <laughs> I mean, it works. Dandan. 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 I want to say Dandan because I hate it so much. Don Andan. <laughs> Don and Don. Don and Don. <laughs> Dondon. <laughs> but like That's it's, great. It doesn't work. <laughs> it None doesn't of it work. works. And she just like walks into the scene, sits down on him. It's super natural. So natural. Like she has no problem sitting there. He has no problem like touching her back and like letting his hand wander down a little bit to like where her shirt's tucked in and like kind of mess with her yeah, shirt a little like bit. With it. And like just don't. 
I'm not feeling it. Like I want to say the the whoever the DP was was like, okay, this scene is going to be real tight because we have to get all of you in one. So we have to make one of you sit on the other's lap. But the Who thing is, it? like, <laughs> Brenda was sitting, like, in between in, Dylan's legs, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, she wasn't on him. She was in between him. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to make it work too much. Yeah, well, among. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there has, to, there has to have been something better. But I do feel like they're trying to force Don and Don. <laughs> Don and Don. Sounds like a dinosaur. <laughs> the Don and like, Don. I feel like they're trying to force it because you go back to the camping trip episode where he's yeah. like wrapped around her and like kissing her mm-hmm. cheek or her neck or whatever. And then now she's sitting on him. Like they're trying to force it. I honestly, like, it wouldn't surprise me if there didn't end up being an episode where they go on some sort of date and then it like just fizzles out and dies just to get rid of it. But the fact is they're. They're pushing it right now. wonder if they were, like, trying to test it, like, almost like a screen test. Oh, I guarantee they were trying to test it. I think so. And they've done that twice with Brandon, maybe three times, because Donna also kissed him during the election episode. Oh, I forgot about that. But they also did it with David when... And Brandon? No. (laughs) If only. I'd ship it. Can you imagine? That would be a better... David. That would be Dan and Don. That'd be... Or brave it. Brave it. <laughs> brave yeah. it. Brave it all day. But, um, like, in one of the scenes at school during summer classes, um, David just comes up and puts his arm around Donna and, like, has yes. his hand on her Well, and he asked her on a date. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she go to the movies. technically didn't say no. No, she didn't say no. She just couldn't go that night. Right. Like, I don't know. Because the thing is, like, at, the, at this time, Brandon's kind of got Emily Valentine hanging out in the wings, <gasps> which I would... S- Emily. I would so much rather because I want more Emily Valentine in my life. Don't we all? Where was she this episode? Where was she? They just like throw her in when they feel like it. When they need a new story. Wait, no. Wasn't she in this episode at the very beginning when Andrea walks in, Brandon's talking to Emily. Right. Yes. And you never see Emily again. That's right. She had like literally a minute and a half of screen time. And she wasn't even talking. Mm Mm-hmm. Like she was just sitting there. Because yeah, I was like... I know how many episodes Emily Valentine appears in on this show, so I'm like kind of trying to count mm-hmm. them to like see like how close yeah, we are to the kind end. Kind of ruin it for myself. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this better not count as one of her appearances. I swear to God. I know. I think but it does. I think but, it. Do- yeah, I think it does. But yeah, because this is when they have the whole scene where they're talking about how they're going to have the double date, and then they start talking to Andrea and how privileged everyone is right. to go to this school versus the one that Andrea should be going to. Da 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 da. We zoom forward to the point where we're at the Walsh house and Dylan and Brenda are supposed to be making dinner and Steve and Christine, Chris Steve. Chris Steve <laughs> walks in. They have the best ship name, so I'm a little bummed they didn't work out. I, I still mean, love Brondria. I love Brondria. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'll say something later. I got to remember to say it. Keep going. Oh, I was also going to say, sorry, before I forget, I have the list of all the episodes, uh, music and when they should have appeared. Oh. Um, when Steve and Christine were in the limo, should also have been R.E.M. Oh. Shiny, happy people. That would make sense. That would have made sense. Yeah. Because it just went to the concert. Yeah. And, but anyways, they're at the Walsh house and Brenda and Dylan are supposed to be making dinner. I will also point out Dylan also does not know how to use a knife. 
No one in this house knows how to use a knife. They didn't have a food specialist. Because he was like, <laughs> wrong with these he was actors. Like, <laughs> trying to cut an eggplant and was like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> like, oh my God. Oof. And so, yeah, they, like, she complains that the food is not ready. There's nothing ready for her. How dare they? And they so, should just go out to dinner. I know. And Brenda was just like, uh, not all of us are super rich. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And also, like, WTF, we're, like, in the middle of making food. For you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, like, she makes the comment about how Steve was supposed to take Christine to a jewelry store, and Dylan was like, well, don't get any ideas. And she's just like, I'm sorry, I was lost in your eyes. What did you say? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, you distracted me. Yeah. Um. But Brenda, being Brenda, mm-hmm. finds her interesting, to say the least. Yeah, and Christine is like, Let's go look at your clothes. Which is also like, is that a thing that happened in the 90s? Is that Maybe. a thing that happened as teenagers? I, I don't, don't know. I didn't have a really exciting wardrobe. I didn't either. Like, maybe I got a new pair of Converse's that month or something. <laughs> that month. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so they go to look at her closet. And Christine is like, oh my god, look at this belt. This is so amazing. And right. Brenda's like, I stole that from Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> That's not actually mine. That's my twin brother's. And then, um, I don't know, they're just, they're just talking, and mm-hmm. Christine is talking about, like, oh, do you like this dress? Steve bought it for me. Oh, and we're going to the jewelry store. Oh, and he took me to the REM concert. And, oh, my life would be so complete if we went on spring break to, to Hawaii. To Hawaii. And, yeah, Brenda's just like, I'm sorry, the fuck are you doing? Right? Like, Hawaii? At 17? By yeah. yourself? Well, and, like... Where are your parents? Ugh. <laughs> Where are your parents? Where yeah. are Christine's parents? I don't know. I want to know who her mom is. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, is her mom the same way? Who raised this? Yeah. Yeah, well, and then, yeah, so Brenda basically realizes, like, oh, you're a gold digger. You're trying to play pretty woman, and, like, nobody else is really consenting to that idea. Like, if that's what Steve was going for, that's totally fine. Sure. But we don't see that out of Steve, and therefore it's not fair. Right, because, right, and we think that Steve... Steve wants a relationship. Steve does mm-hmm. not want a girl that he's paying to just, like, hook up with. Right. From the beginning, it has always been, like, Steve just wants to be loved. He yeah, just wants Steve, someone to love him. I, wanna, I love Steve. I know. And, like, I mean, his parents aren't around, and his he he's adopted, and those parents aren't around. Kelly's not around. Exactly. Every now and then his friends aren't around. When he thought Brandon was leaving... And, like, when they were moving back to Minnesota, he and was super so upset. Mad. Yeah. And he so just he wants sh- love. Yeah. So he shows up and is like, oh, my God, dinner's ready. And then Christine is like, I've lost my appetite. And yeah. just leaves. Ugh. And that's when, that's when Brenda is like, you realize what she's doing, right? And he is having none of it. But the thing is, like, he knows. He's realizing that's it. The thing. It's happening. But he's embarrassed by it. And he doesn't want someone else calling it out. The way he acted in the limo... I think that was my first hint that he kind of figured out what was Absolutely. going on. As soon as he's like, well, I'll just buy you diamonds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like his face changed and he was like, okay, how about our next date? We go to the jewelry store. Right, and right. And then she immediately reacts and he's like, okay, I have her back now. But yeah, I don't he think. he just wants the attention. Well, and that's the thing is like, he's like, oh, I have her back now. This really sucks. But like, I have her. And then as soon as somebody else calls it out and Brenda sees it, he's like, okay, I can't, I, I mean, she sees it. I can't do this anymore. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And then I like, I felt so bad for Steve. And I was like, who has Steve dated in the past? He dated Kelly, who's mm-hmm. broken up with him and who's not going back to him. 
He dated Orange. <laughs> orange, huh? <laughs> he tried to date the girl who stole his car and oh, then yeah. got arrested and got him to pay off her visa Oh, bill. I forgot about that. And now he's dating Christine. Oh, and the girl at the dance who wouldn't go out with him because she doesn't like Corvettes. Yes. Oh, my God. I, I was trying. I was like, there's someone I'm missing. I know I am. Orange. Poor Steve. Orange, huh? <laughs> It'll never not be funny. I'm like, I don't remember exactly what somebody said, but in my notes I say, I like you for who you are, Steve, even if you have nothing in the bank. And that's probably the best way to date Steve. That's so true. Like, don't know that Steve has money or that his mom's famous or whatever. Like, I mean, it kind of makes me think of, like, athletes or celebrities that are still with, like, their high school or, like, still with their significant other that knew them before they hit it big. Mm -hmm. Like, LeBron James. He's been with his high school sweetheart, wife, for since high school. And they have three kids together and they're adorable. And I know. she, like, he Taco works Tuesdays. Her. Yes. And he absolutely, like, he's like, she is my queen. She is the rock of this house. Like, and he's always there for his little babies. And, like, they're not babies. One's, like, 15 now. But... It's like you need those people to keep you grounded, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like if no one – if at least no one knew that Steve was, like, rich or at least by association or that he didn't have this status, it would be better because then they would know Steve as Steve and not as Steve, the son of Samantha Sanders. Well, and that's exactly the problem that happens here is because mm -hmm. she knows that he's the son of Samantha Sanders because they – you know, the scene in the jewelry store where he's like, oh, I bought you something, but you have to guess what it is. Exactly. And he still bought her a really cute little bracelet. I know, that it's was nice. that it didn't have some sort of sparkly stone in it, and it that's when she expensive. gets mad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's like, I bet you knew I was my mom's son when I walked into the peach pit. And she's like, how did you know? And he's like, you just told me. And then he walks out with that bracelet and just, like, abandons her. And he's so sad. Mm -hmm. And I have to assume he goes straight to the peach pit because he's like, I need friends. Right. I need to be around people who I do know actually give a shit about me. And then he, when he's at the peach pit, he goes back up to the jukebox where Andrea is. And that's when he says the whole, are you just window shopping or are you buying? Mm -hmm. Can I just say this is my favorite scene in like, probably the entire show. I died. <laughs> it was – I loved it. Okay. So this is another one where they replaced the song. Mm, of course. Losing My Religion of by R.E.M. Of course. And that's when he says, like, oh, this is the song I listen to when, like, I'm feeling bad, da 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 da, -da. And then they get to, like, kind of wallow in their misery together of, like, you know, I live out of district and everything's going wrong in my life. Someone just tried to take me for all of my money. And then he looks at her and is like, do you think I'm sexy? <laughs> yeah. At first he's like, do you think I'm cute? She's like, yeah. And then he's like, well, do you think I'm sexy? <laughs> and she laughs loudly in his face. But like, <laughs> but it makes him laugh and it's super cute. Steve, it's adorable. Steve and Andrea. Stondria. I, I, I stan it. I stan Stondria. <laughs> I stan it. I have stan Stondria since the SAT episode and yeah. I will fight anyone that challenges me on that. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm all for this, uh. Yeah, it's there. You get it. You know what it makes me think of? Well, did you guys ever watch Everwood? No. Ah, damn. We'll add it to the list. There's a relationship between, um, name in real life. She was April Kepner on Grey's Anatomy. Sarah something. Sarah something. She's redhead. You would recognize her if you saw her. And Chris Pratt. 
mm-hmm. on Everwood. And Chris Pratt played um, a, a kid who just didn't really do well in school. Like he was like kind of known as like the funny dumb guy. No surprise there. And then the girl that Sarah Drew, that's her name, Sarah Drew. I was about to say. Got, got it. Um, she's like the super brainy, very goody two shoes girl and they end up like falling for each other and so Kristen Bell was in Everwood I don't remember this maybe this was before I knew Kristen Bell was Kristen Bell oh my god that's Kristen Bell that's Kristen Bell (laughs) all right she was in Everwood uh also um now I'm forgetting I love her she's in uh the resident now and she was in revenge um Emily Van Camp thank you Emily Van Camp she was in Everwood love her um, but yeah, so, and it also makes me think of kind of like the Pacey and Andy from Dawson's Creek, which I know you guys haven't seen that either, but anytime well, there's that. like, back to the Creek, any, yeah, back to, <gasps> do I not remember their high school Creekside? That's too on the nose. Is that it? <laughs> Side Creek. <laughs> Creek view. I think it is Creekside. Creekwood. Creekside? Creek town. It's gotta be Creekside. Anyway. Creekdale. Creekdale. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, like Pacey was like the funny guy and like the nice guy, but not super brainy. And then here comes Andy, who is super brainy. So I always love the ones where it's like super brainy and the lovable guy, but needs like self-esteem. And then it ends up being the brainy girl that helps get the self-esteem. And then the, you know, the guy who needs the self-esteem ends up helping the brainy person have fun, you know, like all that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. if this happens, which I won't reveal if it does or not, I would be all for it because I like that kind of relationship. I the end. <laughs> would, I would die if Stondria happened. Well, we'll find out. Like, honestly, this this podcast would end because I would just be like, I have to end the series now. <laughs> I refuse to watch this die. I refuse yeah. to watch this break apart mm-hmm. because it's all I want in my life. I just want Steve to be happy. Oh, yeah. And to be continued on that because we and, will find out. Well, and you know what? He makes her laugh there and then Brandon yeah. comes up and ruins everything like he <laughs> always does by being like, how'd you make her laugh? I've been trying to make her laugh all night. It's like, girl. Go away. <laughs> no one cares. But that's really all the episode. But yeah. we do end on a high note, which I thought that was fun. Yeah, because she makes Andrea makes a comment at the very end of the episode. The last thing that I have is Andrea being like, thank you for being there for me. And I was like, I'm sorry. No one helped you move. No one's ever bothered to ask why you go to Beverly Hills instead of the school you're supposed to go to. Um, you don't have a car, and nobody offers to pick you up from your grandma's house. Nobody, and somehow you're on, you're at the Peach Pit, <laughs> and like nobody ever asks. Nobody ever bothers to ask you anything about your family. Mm-hmm. Like no one is actually bit like I. I don't want to end it on such a bad note, but no one's actually been there for Andrea. That's true. I mean. I think there have been times, like, you know, when the girls come over to help decorate. And, like, there have been, like, little Now glimpses. there is. But, like. Yeah. But it, it takes, like, really bad stuff to happen and her to really say, reveal like, stuff. 35 episodes or some insane number like mm-hmm. that before anything happens. Exactly. So hopefully she'll uh, get some better friends or at least her friends will be better. I hope her. her friends will be better. Yeah. I don't need her to have better friends because that means she's not going to be on the show anymore. That's true. That's she's going to be like, I'm sorry. I'm over the Walsh twins. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. Would you grade it? Um, did you not come up with one? I didn't come up I with did one. I did a pre-grade. Did up, okay. Oh, yeah. I said C- minus for Christine's a bitch. Ooh. <laughs> that's a good one. I hated her. She was the worst. Um, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm going to give it a D. Whoa. I hated this episode. Yeah, I didn't like it. Like, C minus honestly, was mostly just for the Christine part. Well, and that's D is for mostly this part because she got a Dirty Dancing poster. Oh, fair. So D is for that's Dirty good. Dancing. And Don and Don. <laughs> Don and Don. <laughs> Don and Don. So good. Our ship names are a couple names Stondria. or whatever. Sondria is great. I stand Sondria. I stand Sondria. R.I.P. Chris Steve. <laughs> the ship, ma- the ship n- name that the relationship just couldn't live up to. The I ship know. has sailed Ooh. and sunk. <laughs> that ship has sailed. I love it. <laughs> it's so perfect. Bye, Chris Steve. Bye. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not yet. <laughs> but really, what are we talking about next week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So next week we have season two, episode 13, Halloween, which I feel is fitting for the 13th episode. Uh, yeah, no, I did notice that. I'm actually really excited for it. Yeah, hopefully it'll be, this is kind of like our first themed one, unless you want to count President's Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Finally get a holiday and a note that time is passing. Yeah, I totally. Know. Well, and so not to go back to Buffy, but to go back to Buffy, <laughs> the Halloween episodes are amazing because the very first Halloween episode is like season one or season two like it's very early on and that's the episode where everybody gets their costumes from the one costume shop and then they turn into whatever they bought the costumes for interesting except for cordelia because hmm. of course she's cordelia well but yeah i'm halloween episodes have been pretty positive for me so far so i'm really excited well if you think about like brooklyn 99 too their halloween episodes are halloween amazing heist. yes so good they're so good but yeah. yeah, that's um that's next week. That's next week. In the meantime, reach out to us or follow us at Back to Podcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Or you can send us an email at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And make sure to give us a review. Uh, give us a five-star rating and review us on iTunes so we can make sure that this content gets out in front of as many people as possible. And if you leave us a review, we'll give you a shout out at the end of the episode. For sure. As always. As always. And yeah, just keep listening to us. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Listen, subscribe, share, share, (laughs) definitely share. Tell your friends, put us in your ears. (laughs) So, from all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Ariel. I'm Caitlin. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See you.